On today's podcast, we'll be recapping the season. I'm Ed Martin. And I'm Alex Kane, and this is The Bipartisans. So today we're here on the podcast, we're just going to be talking about uh, how it's gone so far, uh, what things we learned, what our favorite parts about it are. And most importantly, an apology letter to Dan Levy. <laughs> so where do you want to start? Um, I don't know. Let's start with like what we thought it would be like and what it ended up being like, recording a podcast. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot uh, easier in terms of like time but end up taking a lot more time per podcast than i assumed yeah i i um i would agree with that (laughs) i'm so used to debating (laughs) i started out debating that stuff anyways yeah um (laughs) wrong yeah wrong (laughs) wall um (laughs) but yeah it's it's a lot of a lot of work that goes on into each podcast and uh i i kind of learned that the more important part is not actually the podcast itself, but the work that goes into it. So, oh, I, I I really no, I really I really you know learned a lot from just reading and doing the research leading up to each podcast, and yeah. there was um there was a lot that we gained from the debate, but the whole just kind of the whole reading that go- went into each episode I think was the most beneficial and most helpful part for me. So I have a little question for you, Alex. Thanks. Are you communist now? <laughs> No, I never intended to be communist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, actually, though, serious question. Uh, in our first episode, we went over, with a first horrible episode, we went over the political spectrum. Um, where do you place yourself on the political spectrum? I, I, don't, I don't think I've changed at all from the spectrum part. I think that when we're talking about the spectrum at the, in the first episode, um, we kind of both agreed that we don't really... We don't really agree with the concept of placing yourself on a spectrum. And I think what we were both were saying was that um, we both find it very important to kind of look at it things on a issue by issue basis and look at what empirical evidence exists to kind of make the most educated uh, uh, conclusions from what what information we have and to really be that was a struggle to listen to um educated on on these topics and so i think i wouldn't place myself anywhere else but i think i have definitely stayed true to that idea that now i'm just better educated on these topics so my 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 ideas have uh shifted a little on things but it's it's just from not being completely informed before which i think is an important thing for everyone not just us yeah, like what's I I agree with that. What's the biggest surprise? What do you mean by surprise? I don't know. Like surprise, you think of recording this. Like, did anything shock you about yourself? Or I didn't. I probably should have realized this, but I didn't realize how bad I am at talking. <laughs> A little late for that. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm horrible at it. <laughs> but I mean, on the on the topics, like I wasn't I wasn't surprised by anything. Um, through through the process, I I kind of expected it to be a lot of reading and things like that, which I enjoyed, and I also enjoyed the discussion. But what what is there anything that surprised you? Yeah, I find it interesting that um, probably our most heated debate was the thing that we agree the most on, which is affirmative action. Like I found that very interesting. I don't Why? 
I don't know. It was just the most argued one. I think that was the that was definitely the most uh, tense. But I actually, I I agree. It was the most tense. I don't know if it was the most interesting for me. Oh, I don't think it's the most interesting. It was just surprising. Oh, I I wasn't surprised at all. We disagreed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess because we agree um, factually on a lot of things, just not not. Yeah, we had a lot of common ground there. It was just there was like some, that's why that was so surprising for me though, because we yeah. kind of agreed, but we kind of disagreed. The same. It was strange. It was strange. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was. That was that was kind of the most controversial one, if you want to call it that. But I enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed a lot of the other topics. Like I found the gun control one, or not gun control. That's one side of it. The gun debate to be a very. I mean, gun control. Yeah, because it's either you want it or you don't. I know, but that's like. I mean, that's just kind of playing one too much to one side, in my opinion. Like the debate was about the second amendment and guns it wasn't about gun control it's it's, it's it's a pointless it's kind of a pointless distinction i just i just want to don't i don't want to push the narrative to one side too readily i got you i got you yeah but i like the gun control one um i liked i liked i always like talking about taxes so i like that one i like the healthcare one a lot the taxes one was my least favorite why I just I don't care that much. Social security was my least favorite. I hate social security. I, I really I really just didn't know much about it and I read a lot about it and I was kind of getting very into like the issues with the with the funding and how the system is set up and ways to decrease deficits in the future. And then we started debating and kind of you kind of exposed more to me the faults in the system and how it should be revamped and it was kind of I'm kind glad of I exposed wall. you. Did did any of your did any of your views change or shift at all from the debates? Probably, I I don't think from hearing you, but I think from reading different things. Thanks. I, think <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think it was as much as like our. I mean, I think what we did was more conversation. It wasn't necessarily yeah. to be. I wasn't like, you know, you're wrong. I mean, that happened to a certain extent, but it wasn't exactly what we were setting out to do. What 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 uh, what. The, there we go again. What, um, what, how do your ideas change at all? Do you have any specifics? Yeah, well, I mean, the affirmative action thing is, is interesting because, uh, like I said previously, um, I didn't have an issue with an alumni kind of acceptance, and, and now I do because I, I realized that it wasn't consistent um, because it really is the same thing. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's an important point. I... I don't think necessarily from like you said. I don't necessarily think from the di- the discussion, my views changed that much. It was just looking into them. Like for instance, I've always been kind of an anti-gun person. I still am, but I was always um, very pro-gun control and assault weapons bans and things like that. And when I really, you know, looked into the numbers of how how little gun crime and mass shootings are committed by assault rifles and how ineffective the a ban would be because of all kind of the loopholes. Assault rifles are banned to a certain Well, I, I, I'm just talking about when people refer to assault. That's the point. When I t- when people talk about assault weapons bans, they well, also... Well, different than an assault rifle. <laughs> when people talk about assault rifle bans, they're also talking about, like, AR-15s and semi-automatics because they're not informed. And that's kind of something I always thought of. But if you, assault rifles are already banned, and if you... 
want to push for one, it's it's kind of weak. And that's something I've learned from the process. I've also learned a lot about affirmative action. Because um, I, I always thought it was a, it was kind of an auto ideological debate where over kind of how moral it is and how necessary it is. And I never, I never looked into the numbers before and I didn't realize um, like the whole side of the mismatch theory and uh, the problems it could cause. But in the end of the day, my views on the subject didn't change. It was just I had a lot more information on it to become better informed and be better at talking to people with different views because I can see where they're coming from, too, and uh, explore the nuances with them. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, you're talking a lot more than me today. I just, I have a lot of my, I have a lot to get off my chest. Yeah, and Alex is actually the one who didn't want to do this episode, so it's funny. I, want, I wanted to keep debating. <laughs> what, what was your opinion on the current events ones? Because I know we... We only did two of them. Yeah, we started we out with them and then... They're really awful because most sources are biased, and at least current news, it's harder to see things clearly when they're happening, and it's hard to determine like what's important enough because maybe it's not so important. Yeah, a lot of a lot of what I didn't realize is I thought a lot of things happened in politics every week, because you get like all of these updates on your phone. You check Facebook, you check Twitter, and all that, and it's you think all, all these stupid things, things. And when you actually like sit down and think of things to talk about, it Trump just says some stupid stuff every week, and there's not big things where there's well, th- like we had. So we had the one spending bill. That's a huge thing. That was, uh, um. Kind well, of right to talk about on it either. Yeah, on, at, at in the news mainstream, Yeah, and then we also had the one on the Starbucks incident, which is in itself, it's not. It wasn't a huge thing to talk about, but it brought up the whole bigger debate of racial bias in the country and if it exists and what to do about it, which I thought was interesting. But it's not directly stemming from the current events. Yeah, no, I, I, I just think for the most part, like actually, I, I really liked the Starbucks episode. That was one of my top. Top three episodes. I, I think that was fun. Top three. <laughs> What's your ranking? <laughs> Definitive ranking of the bipartisan season one. We'll let the uh, reviews tell us that. For all of the all of the people who listen. All of our award winning listeners. <laughs> um, there's a lot of echo in this room. Anyway, so I, I think that it's. I, I just didn't like, it's just, like, I don't know, it's, it's really hard to research for it. It's really hard. It's hard to distinguish what you want to do. I think coming up with topics was probably the hardest thing for both of us. Yeah, because we, we realized we agreed on a lot more than we think we did. And then there were some topics where we kind of, one of us wasn't as interested in the other. And we really wanted to uh, debate things that we were really both into. And so it would be productive for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. What about the uh, change our minds? What was your opinion on those? Those are fun. I actually didn't find them as fun. I mean, it's because you weren't as good. No, I, I mean, <laughs> part of it. I just feel like, I just feel like there's there's like there's common talking points for each each um kind of political debate topic, and there's nuances to it. But when like when I was when I, cause I, I, we had the episode on guns. Then we, I did the change our minds when I talked to two people about guns and it was, it's really, it's like, it's having the same debate again, except one person isn't as prepared. And I just feel like that's unfair. 
Like not not in my. Um, well, I think the point of that in, is is that a lot of people don't actually know a lot, and that that's kind of what it's supposed to. I guess, but the the thing was with me is that when I was talking about uh, the Second Amendment, is that kind of conservatives here are generally way more informed than liberals. So, like, they were ready to go, but when you talk to the people you talk to, just weren't as informed. I mean, they, yeah, they tried to get me to admit that slavery was a good thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was that was just interesting for me, because it, it brings up the whole topic of being politi- politically informed and how important that is, especially for people our age, as we're now voting. But what, what about your... your uh, Big one with Mr. Werrell. Yeah, that was. Um, I thought it was going to be more hostile than it wasn't. That that was what I found fascinating was that he he told me he went into the debate and he was he just really he wanted it to be productive and be more um, like not not create a hostile debate but just be generally. I mean, I'm um, better under a hostile debate. So yeah, but in the end of the day, I actually thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of boring too. Like it's it's important, but it There's can be more boring, fun but... destroying people. Yeah, but I I like I still think I think it was a great debate. It was just not as eh. that's like one of the other things about political discussion is when people are actually like looking at facts and like being nice to each other. It's it really boring. boring. But that's that's what we should do. We shouldn't just yell at each other. I actually think. Well, how do you think the debate went? Because I I thought you won it. To be honest, I have no clue. I just I don't, I don't know. Like I just didn't know. I I just thought he was he he just wasn't being that firm in anything. You like you had your you had your pre- principles set, and you were you were ready with all your points. And he was just kind of asking questions. He didn't even lay anything out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't that's know. that's like that's the problem I had with it. It's just kind of. We're, we're the ones coming into those things more prepared. Well, he came very prepared. Yeah, but I don't know. I just feel like it's a little unfair. It's it's like, it's just, well, that's what I have with the problem I have with the real change my minds from Steven Crowder. It's just like, he just goes out and yeah, he's kind of a ridiculous, I mean, he just tries to like prey on people's stupidity. I mean, it's Ben like, Shapiro kind of does the same thing. The, the only other thing is that Ben Shapiro could actually get up and pretty much debate anybody and win. But with Steven Crowder, that's, like, just not the case. Well, yeah, I like, if you actually pay attention to the change my mind, he doesn't bring any information to the table. Yeah, he's really not that. He's also not, look, he's not very open-minded, and he's kind of hostile. Yeah. But it's funny. It's funny. And it's, he is a comedian. It's funny to a point. He's a comedian. But I, I think, like, looking at somebody like Ben Shapiro, that's a lot more interesting. I mean, because he does, like, debate kind of stupid people. But um, I think what... The other thing is uh, he can have productive debates. I've seen it. I mean, he was at Politicon this summer, and I'm not going to – is it Chenk? I, I, how do you pronounce this? I have no clue how to pronounce his name. Okay. I'm, I'm not – I just know his first name's Chenk, and he's uh, the Young Turks, like, main guy. And, I mean, Ben Shapiro kind of just swept the floor with him. It was pretty funny. But – and the thing is, like, they're both supposed to be equally informed. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. Um, but you can – easily tell when somebody's a, like much better than somebody else but even in then that's like a fair setting but yeah I, I i find it debates where that happens like more fun and more interesting yeah what do you have any topics that you think we should have done that we didn't 
you know, I wish we could have done abortion, but I just don't like politically. I'm not, I'm not the same page. Like I'm not on the same page morally as I am politically. So it's kind of, it's hard. It's also a no, no zone. Why? <laughs> abortion. I, that's, that's one thing I don't get is that like abortion is one of those things you're not supposed to talk about in debate. And I don't understand why. Just because I, I've never heard that. I think it's debated constantly. Well, it's debated constantly, but it's like at a school. Like, you're not supposed to go near abortion. That's because so many people get them. I guess. It's just... Like, it's... There's there's science behind it, and there's there's moral arguments behind each side. So, I like, why can't you debate it? That's my thing. I mean, we could have... I just, like... It's also one of the topics I'm just less interested in. I mean, I just wrote my term paper on it, and because I wasn't very invested in it, but it's significantly interesting. I mean, the political history behind it is very interesting. Yeah, the politics are behind it are interesting. I just think that the actual issues, like I don't know. if we just have better access to birth control in the first place, it just becomes a non-issue. That's very true. So <laughs> it's it's like it's a whole debate over nothing if you just kind of try to solve the problem before it even happens. But, anyways, back to this. Yeah, we we uh we also talked about debating voter ID laws. I think that would have been that would have been a good topic. It's just I I don't know. Like, I it, just it, it's, it's a, just a limited debate. It there's is. Like, it's very there's, short. There's one point to each side. We would have gotten out of the way, and it would be like we would be stuck. And I just, just don't. At each other. I, and I really like. I kind of hate it because it's like thrown out there by like I don't know like. <sighs> You know, like, the uh, Facebook page, like, now this is politics. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just so, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like, they're just like, oh, the Republicans are racist with their voter ID <laughs> laws. It's like, ah, oh, God. Like, I don't know. Like, that was that was so stupid. It's such a politically charged thing. And it well, really yeah, voter ideas, well, voter ideas are politically charged on both sides, which is, like, Republicans want voter ID laws because they know it stops Democrats from voting, and Democrats want it because that means they'll get the votes. All I'm saying is it's kind of hypocritical to then for Democrats to turn around and say you need an ID to have a gun, you need an ID to, you know, drink, you need an ID. I mean, you need an ID to do everything else. How are those things not racist? That's my only point. Well, I would argue that voting is more of a fundamental right than a lot of other things you need an ID for. So it's it's like kind of the whole cornerstone of American democracy. I'm just saying you cannot claim that one thing. I mean, we don't have a democracy. Well, we like to say we have democracy. I hate that. We don't have a democracy. It's we it's vote we republic. vote for people to re- represent yes, us, it's which a democratic is, republic, which is a was a completely new idea when it happened and it kind of changed all of like the whole poli- all the political systems around the world. Not all of them, but it had a huge influence over time. That's that's Professor Akil Amar's big thing. He likes talking about. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I went to a, I went to a talk he did a couple weeks ago. You know, so I, oh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm all up on his stuff. Oh, so you're you're like a con law star now, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But photo IDs, racist. <laughs> IDs in general, racist. <laughs> Everything's just racist. I mean, yeah, no, I, I I see what you're saying. I get the point. I just don't think it's well. A, the thing, the thing is, I don't think anyone believes that they're inherently racist. Yeah, because you need an ID to do everything. The thing, it's just the the fact is that just like gerrymandering think, isn't you know 
bad, but it it is. Right? Well, no, because th- the, the fact with voter IDs is that, um, I think blacks are, blacks and Latinos are around two to two and a half times I think more likely not to have one, and they're, and they're you can get them if you can't afford them. They only cost I think like twenty five dollars in Connecticut. So, like, there's not really any, an excuse for not having one because if if there if there if there are voter ID laws in place, like there's easy ways to get them. It's just at the present state, you're stopping minorities from voting. And well, in some states, they aren't they aren't very easy to get. That's a, that's yeah. actually, and you can you have to be able to get a voter ID for free, um, because the truth is that otherwise that's a pulling tax. Uh, but like sometimes they offer it on like only on the first Tuesday of every month or something. Like kind of yeah, it, it there needs to be easy access, which is something we both agree on. It's just like they're we both agree they're not inherently racist too. It's just yeah, it's just who you want who you want being able to vote because it helps you win. <laughs> it's kind of the whole issue. Yeah, disenfranchising people is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! All right. Um. Jeez. Uh. What was your least favorite episode? I hate taxes. I love taxes. <laughs> why Why didn't you like the taxes episode? I don't know. I was kind of rushed going into it. I didn't get to do as much research as I wanted. And just be told, I like, whatever. It's taxes. You said that about a bunch of other things. No. Taxes are important. Like, like, but, like, I was never going to agree with you on anything about it because we just don't agree. And I don't we know. don't agree on a lot of things, though. Yeah, but like, it just was—I don't know. In my opinion, it was like a non-productive conversation. Well, I just love talking about taxes. In I know general. you do. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to talk about in terms of politics. I just, I because I see it as a like a lot of the other debates are kind of, um, more like f- philosophical and, uh, kind of fact-driven about. Like what, like the what the current state of things are, but taxes is always like a big problem to solve. You know, that that gets me pumped up. I mean, I th- I liked talking about the budget more. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Kind of, but I mean, do you just get more revenue or do you cut your spending? Both. So what? The government's making money. Yes. <laughs> okay, Bill Clinton. <laughs> hey, Bill Clinton. Great, what? No, great uh, I want to. Yeah. <laughs> He did not have sexual relations with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. No, oh, I thought you were going to say, um... Oh, what's her name? Bubba. No, no, no. Who's the one that Trump... Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels! Stormy Daniels! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that story's ridiculous. Um, Why? I mean, it is ridiculous, but it's kind of worrying. I don't really find it that worrying. He slept with somebody when he was married, or and his wife had just had a kid. He's cheated on all of his spouses so far. Well, the worrying part isn't that he cheated on his wife and paid paid her to keep it quiet. Like that's that's like you expect Trump to do that, and that that frankly doesn't disqualify you from being president. It's just scary. Scary that violations. What? Yeah. Campaign, okay, but Obama had campaign donation violations as well. It's not that big of a deal. I guess. I mean, there's so much wrong with Trump already that this doesn't surprise anyone, and. I mean, it's fine. Hey, hey, he fixed Korea. Oh, yeah. He fixed the entire continent of Korea. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you think do you think he deserves a Nobel Peace Prize? I mean, they just canceled the other one for why did they cancel I didn't even know about that. I just saw that. Cancel what? They canceled the literature prize about some sexual assault oh. scandal, but I didn't. But do you, do you think he deserves it? Because the, the South Korean president says he does. I mean, I think they're doing that just so he'll move the army out of That's South true. Korea. <laughs> I think that's the only oh, Obama won a peace prize. Yeah, and I don't think he really deserved it either. I don't think anyone thinks he deserved it. <laughs> Like, he didn't really do anything to deserve a peace I know, he prize. just got it after he got elected. And, yeah. like, there wasn't... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Why do you think he got in? I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's not... Promoting peace isn't, like... He's not, like, a... I don't really think War hawk, but, yeah. like, promoting, promoting peace wasn't, like, a he's big the, thing for him. I, I just don't he, think he was, like... I don't think he was that great of a president. I think he's, like made to be like a greater president than he actually is like, well because the, the achievement of being the first black president right is but, is important but that still doesn't make you a qualified president but yeah i mean i think he was a good president there was obvious there was the things he did poorly and there were things he did well but like, i just overall, hate how you go onto like vox and they're like oh my god he's like the best president ever and it's like you know i don't know well, yeah, that's that's just the problem. A problem. With Who's your media. favorite president? My favorite president? Yeah, I've not thought about my favorite president. <laughs> Who's yours? LBJ. Really? Yeah. Why? He was a crazy man. <laughs> like, do you mean favorite in terms of most interesting or favorite like? Well, I mean, I liked his work ethic. He, I may not agree with everything he did, but he got everything done. I guess. You know who my least favorite is? Who? Uh, probably Kennedy. Why? Because he was president for like a year. No, it's because he didn't do anything. Because he kind of got shot. No, Kane. No, no, it's because he didn't do anything. Well, I mean, he was kind of a bad president. What about Abraham Lincoln? He's not your favorite president. No. Why not? I just like LBJ more. I guess. I never thought about my favorite president. I have a lot of presidents I don't like. Like Reagan. Reagan. Reagan annoys Bush, me. I don't know. Like, everyone thinks I'd love Jackson. Reagan. I kind of like Jackson. I mean, I don't like the bad things he did, but I kind of like him. What good things did he do? He had a parrot who swore. <laughs> that doesn't make him a good president. And, that is funny, but. <laughs> and and at his president. funeral, the parrot just started going off. <laughs> and they had to remove the parrot from the funeral. And a, I think his inauguration party was just like a oh, they total tore banger. Up. Yeah, it was. It was a total banger. <laughs> Um, I, I, he's an interesting person. I, I, I liked reading his, I mean, he did like some completely unconstitutional stuff, but I liked reading his like veto message, uh, for the national bank, the rechartering of the bank. It was really interesting. And he has some really fascinating writings. Yeah. I just don't like him. He did the bad things. <laughs> so does, so do most presidents. Yeah. But he did kind of a, a lot of bad things. <laughs> You know, like the trail of tears. Yeah, screwing up the banking system. I mean, kind of swearing a lot in front of his parrot. <laughs> what about your favorite amendment? Gotta love that first amendment. You gotta love it. Well, yes. going back to Professor Akil Omar, he uh, he doesn't think the first amendment is actually that important because it's all the rights are previously guaranteed in the Constitution. That's what he said. Why did they write it? 
I don't know. I haven't read his book yet. <laughs> he gave me a free copy, but I didn't read it yet. Everyone got a free copy? Yeah. He he said our generation doesn't read enough, and he gave free copies of his books. Uh, <laughs> Did you read it, though? <laughs> I will. I will over the summer. It's pretty long. Yeah. And finally... Is it time for our apology letter to Dan Levy? I think so. All right. Dear Dan Levy, we are so, so sorry. We know you've been binge listening to this over a bunch of hours of stupidity. Yeah, procrastinating hours. (laughs) After procrastinating for days and weeks on end, you finally have to listen to these hours of stupidity back to back to back. We hope your ears aren't bleeding too bad. But they probably are breeding pretty bad. (laughs) 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 Bleeding pretty badly. Sorry about that, Mr. Levy. But please, don't fail us. We've worked hard for this, and we want to graduate. Do you want to graduate? Yes. (laughs) Also, if you're feeling down... Always, you can always go outside and say hi to Burrito, and he'll cheer you up. <laughs> all right, I think that's all for this episode. I don't think so. I think our apology's not done yet. <laughs> well, you don't think so? He's got to go on a little bit more? Yeah, he has to listen to this. We might as well make it a little more sincere. <laughs> I mean, you already told him to go out and say hi to Burrito. Mr. Levy, we know you haven't slept in months because you have a newborn child. <laughs> I think we're giving away too much information about Mr. Levy. Dan Levy, history faculty, Hopkins School. Do you know where he lives? No. Oh, anyways, you haven't been sleeping, and you're losing even more sleep listening to this drivel. But please don't fail us. Please. We worked hard, even if it doesn't look like we did. My brain's just slow. If you want to see my notes, you can. (laughs) And enough... (laughs) In a final apology to bensounds.com for really just abusing his music. Yeah, I, we after all the, the attention his music will get because of the many thousands of people <laughs> listening to this. Thousands. Millions. Trillions? <laughs> Billions. <laughs> all right. They, uh, bensounds.com will never be the same. That's true. All right, well, I think that's it for today. I'm Ed Martin. And I'm Alex Kane. And this was the bipartisans.